I know. <laughs> Should we just start? Yeah, sure. Okay, go ahead. Good morning. Go ahead, yeah. Um, my name is Jess Fuller, and before we start chapel, we have a few announcements. Um, this week is Domestic Violence Awareness Week. And so we're having a food drive for the um, Elkhart Women's Shelter. You can bring food or money, and it's going to be going on all week long. And there are boxes in Java Junction, the Rot, Culp first, like the first floor by the steps, in the senior apartments, and in the union lobby um, after, after, chapel, after chapel. So um, get into it and like give food and money and donate to a good cause. It'll be great. So all week long. Whatever. And if you have questions, you can talk to Sarah Becker Hoover or I, or your RAs and RLs will know things about it as well. Um, and my name is Marin Mohammed, and I'm a presidential student ambassador. And I'm going to make this an interactive announcement. So really quickly, how many students get scholarship money to be here at Goshen College? OK. Put your hands down. How many people want more scholarship money to come to Goshen College? <laughs> And how many people want to just make some money? Money is a good thing. Everyone who raised their hands, I want to see you guys at the Student Aid Phonathon, okay? It's going on for the, um, from October 2nd to 22nd, starting this evening. Uh, West Lawn Lounge, 6.30 to 9. We have lots of free food, um, gift prizes, along with money. You get to make some money for the hours that you work. Um, so if, if you want, you can contact Greg Yoder or just show up at West Lawn, Lo West Lawn Lounge next to the cafeteria at 6.30. Thank you. Good morning. Bitch by Carolyn Kizer. Now when he and I meet after all these years, I say to the bitch inside me, don't start growling. He isn't a trespasser anymore, just an old acquaintance tipping his hat. My voice says, Nice to see you, as the bitch starts to bark hysterically. He isn't an enemy now. Where are your manners, I say, as I say. How are the children? They must be growing up. At a kind word for him, a look like the old days, the bitch changes her tone. She begins to whimper. She wants to snuggle up to him, to cringe. Down, girl, keep your distance, or I'll give you a taste of the choke chain. Fine, I'm just fine, I tell him. She slobbers and grovels. After all, I am her mistress. She's basically loyal. It's just that she remembers how she came running each evening when she heard his step. How she lay at his feet and looked up adorling, though he was absorbed in his paper. Or, bored with her devotion, ordered her to the kitchen until he was ready to play. But the small, careless kindness when he'd have a good day or a couple of drinks come back to her now seems more important than the casual cruelties, the ultimate dismissal. He couldn't have taken you with him. You're too demonstrative, too clumsy, not like the well-groomed pets of his new friends. Give my regards to your wife, I say. You gag as I drag you off by the scuff.
Good morning. I'm Lindsay Glick, and Melissa McGregor and myself are representing Student Senate at this morning's convocation. Nationally, October is Domestic Violence Awareness Month, and on a much smaller scale, as Jess Bowler said earlier, this week has been designated as Domestic Violence Awareness Week on Goshen's campus, with a particular focus on violence within relationships on campus, because so often when we think of domestic violence, we think violence within marriage, violence within relationships that are beyond our years. And really the truth is that there's a lot of violence that occurs in relationships on college campuses and it's a very real issue that we need to be addressing. Um, the week that the organizers of this week felt that it was really important that it be a concerted effort by many of the groups on campus to really demonstrate that violence against women is not just a women's issue. It's an issue that all of us have a responsibility to be paying attention to. So some of the different groups that have participated this week have been Student Senate, the Social Work Associ Action Association, BSU, LSU, Advocates Film Club, GSWA, and GSMA, because we really do want this to be a campus-wide responsibility to ending violence against women and to having everyone focus on this problem as opposed to just placing it upon the shoulders of women. We are lucky enough to have Sunitha Millsaps here to speak for us this morning at Convocation. Sunitha completed her undergraduate study at Bethel College in Mishawaka in 2000 with a double major in psychology and sociology and is currently pursuing her master in divinity from AMBS in Elkhart. She has worked for Family Services for seven and a half years and in January of 2006 she was named President CEO of Family Services of Elkhart Incorporated and Youth Services Bureau. And during her time at Family Services, Sunitha has spent several years working directly with the victims of domestic violence and has been trained specifically in the areas of dating and family violence. She's a member of the Elkhart Association for African American Women and currently serves as an executive board member of the State of Indiana Youth Service Association and is a community activist and advocate on the needs of women and children in the areas of violence, education, and spiritual direction. So, if you would all help me welcome Sunitha. Good morning, good morning. She said all of that to say I'm just a regular old Joe. So, it is a blessing to be here this morning. Can we just take a few minutes, though, this morning before I even give, get started um, and say a word of prayer? Holy and righteous Father, we just thank you for this morning. We thank you, Lord, for the rain that washes away all of the hurt and the pain that comes our way. We thank you, Lord, right now that your son died on the cross so that we could live and that in our life, we would work day in and day out to serve you, to worship you, to honor you. And we do that, Lord, by serving and working and caring for one another. We thank you, Lord, for these young people who are spending every waking moment of their time educating themselves to be better people, to be stronger citizens, to be children of God. We thank you, Lord, for this time. We ask special blessings on this place and the words that will go forth. In Christ Jesus' name we pray, and we count it all done by faith. Amen. Again, I am so blessed to be here today. Um, I don't have a hard time at all 
coming and talking about domestic violence and family violence. Um, I'm going to ask you to do something uh, for me real quick, and I'm going to ask you to be honest about it too, which usually is a little bit harder for people. If you are a victim of domestic violence, raise your hand. Thank you, thank you. If you are a child who watched or grew up as a child um, in the midst of domestic violence in your home, raise your hand. If you know a friend or a family member who is struggling with domestic violence, raise your hand. Statistics tell us that one in four women will experience domestic violence in their lifetime. In the state of Indiana alone, 9,000 women have sought shelter in the course of one year on an average. In Indiana alone, in the state of Indiana alone, there's on an average around 90,000 crisis calls that go out every year, women seeking help. Locally at the Elkhart County Women's Shelter each year, we serve over 450 women and children in shelter throughout the year. On any given day, on an average, there are about 25 women that, that are in our shelter. It is funny to me, though, when I ask people, are you a victim, very few people will raise their hands. And the reality is that any time domestic violence and family violence has taken place, we are all a victim. Domestic violence and family violence, relationship violence, is each and every one of our problems. It is each and every one of our responsibility to do what it, we could do to help this out. As the clothesline project is, is being rained out today, I would like to know how many of you already stopped to view it? How many of you have seen it? Okay, for those that have it in the rain today, I'm gonna ask you to go. And yes, your hair will get wet and your clothes will get wet. I would advise you to leave your books back though. Don't take any papers out there. But you need to stop. And if it puts you in an uncomfortable situation to have to sit in that space with victims of domestic violence, I ask you to do that. That's one of the things that we as a community have to do. We have to stop looking at dating, relationship, and family violence as somebody else's issue. It is our issue. It should bother us every day. One of the things that I deal with on a regular basis is trying to get people to understand how it connects. We are a nation of violence. We wonder why gang violence is so prevalent in the United States. We are a nation of violence. The United States is a big gang. If things don't go our way, we will go after you, physically, economically, whichever way we can. And we are a part of that gang. Whether you like it, love it, or hate it, as an American citizen, you are a part of that gang. But what we try to do is label other people as that gang. The little Latino boys over there. The African American boys over there. The Asian group over there. And the reality is, we are all part of that larger gang. And the little ones couldn't have sprung up if it wasn't for us on a whole. When we talk about family violence, 
what happens is we start talking about dating domestic violence and we look at that as some husband beating his wife. We don't look at the fact that some, that woman who ended up in that relationship 50% of the time was also a young girl who was also in a dating, a dating violence situation. We don't look at the fact that that young man probably more than likely was some bully in elementary school, became an abuser in his teen years, and, and truly and full-fledged, without any remorse, became an abuser in his adult life and abuse not only his wife or girlfriend, but also his children. Again, we don't want to look at the big picture because it might implicate us. The reality is domestic violence is all of our problem. If it's happening next door, it is your problem. How many of you have lived in an apartment building, because this is usually when you hear it really good, and you, you could hear in the next apartment when they got to fighting? You could hear the, it's amazing. And there's not a whole lot you could do about it. If you've, if you've been blessed not to have to deal with that, take that as a blessing. Because you, are, you feel powerless to help those people. I lived in an apartment building several years ago, several years ago. And the young lady that lived above me constantly, it was on a daily basis, that her husband abused her. On a daily basis. And we would call the police out, and the police would come out, and she would either lie and say it wasn't going on, or he wouldn't even let her come to the door. The children were constantly outside crying and upset. That affected me. I wasn't up there. He wasn't hitting me. But every time that took place, I was affected by it. My children were affected by it. Domestic violence is more than the man hitting the woman. It is how that affects her family, her mother who knows all along that her daughter is in a bad situation. The children who watch every day and cannot understand how in one breath daddy says he loves mom and in the next breath he's hitting her or punching her in the face. Oprah Winfrey did a wonderful show about a year ago where she showed this violence going on in the family. And what would happen is the father would get drunk. And it was reversed this time. The father would get drunk and pass out, and his wife would beat him in his drunken stupor. <laughs> and she would beat him horribly, horribly bad. In one of the incidents where they had the cameras now in the house, the father gets drunk and he passes out on the floor. And his eight-year-old daughter steps over him gets a glass of water, and goes outside and plays, as if nothing had happened. We are so very affected by what happens in our households that if somebody doesn't step in and help me with this now, it will carry on in the next generation. This young girl was so desensitized to the violence that was going on in her home, it was just like she was watching a cartoon, cartoons on TV. But we all spend most of our time saying it's not me. It's not happening in my home. It's not my problem. The reality is, I told you before, one in four women will experience domestic violence in a lifetime. And just a few of you raised your hands. 
If you are blessed and can honestly say that I've never been in a domestic violence situation, I would advise you to get all of the facts about what it means and keep your eyes out for when it comes because it will come your way. And your ability to handle the situation in safety and in an area in which you can help others will be crucial. And you will only be able to do that if you have the information. How many of you, when I asked the question, had you ever been in a domestic violence situation, and be honest, you were only thinking about physical abuse. Had anybody ever physically abused me? Raise your hand if that's what you thought. Okay. Domestic violence is verbal, financial, emotional, physical, and sexual. And so if you only think of the physical part, you're missing the boat. For many women and men, unfortunately, every day they are verbally assaulted. If your boyfriend tells you, your pants are too tight, go and change them, he is being verbally abusive because he has no right to tell you how to dress. Now, if he is saying that because you just don't look all that well and he wants you and the two of you are going to talk it out and see if it's a better way to do this, and you can do the same to him, and you're just watching each other's back, that's different. But if every time you put an article of clothing on and he has something to say about the article of clothing that you are wearing, that is abuse. If every time you go to eat and he determines that you are, you are eating too much and you should put your fork down, that is abuse. And I'm saying these things because this happens to women every day. There's a young girl here in Elkhart that I met with, um, she goes to Central High School. And she said her boyfriend would tell her when they would go and eat, he would buy food he, because he preached, I'm taking you out to dinner. He would buy the food and then once she took a few bites of the food, he would tell her to put it down. And he would, he would continue to eat. But he would tell her to put the fork down because she better not gain weight. Now, he is doing that to control her life. And at 16 years old, she should never have that to worry about. But today, in our society, you need to be aware that it is happening around you every day. You need to take the time to reach out to those that you realize are going through something, whether they are honest about it or not, and say, how can I help? One of the things that many people go through when it comes to domestic violence is we begin to tell the family member or the friend to get out. That's all we want you to do is leave, 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 leave. And when they don't leave, we get angry with them. We get very upset because they wouldn't walk away from the situation that we told them to walk away from. And eventually, we turn our backs on them. If you have a family member or a friend that is caught up in domestic violence, the worst thing you can do is turn your back. The worst thing you can do is get tired of the situation. You should be praying for that person every day. You should remind them that you are their safe haven. 
And if they need to get away and come sit with you long enough to think things through, even if they choose to go back in that relationship, that you are there for them. That is really hard to do. But for victims of domestic violence, what happens is their support systems leave them. They end up all by themselves. And they are left with that abuser whose whole purpose was to get them isolated and on their own. One of the things that I want you to pay attention to over the course of this week and all the activities that you do is I want you to say to yourselves, how can I be an advocate for? How can I be a friend to? How can I stand up against family and domestic violence? Knowing that family and domestic violence are only a part of this very violent society in which we are all a part of. So maybe your way of fighting domestic violence is advocating against the wars. Maybe your, your part of helping family violence is working with some of the local um, gang advocates who are trying to stop gang violence in Goshen and Elkhart. Maybe your way of advocating for domestic violence is having a site on campus for people to either call or come to you if they are experiencing domestic or family or dating violence. The reality is, is this is a serious, serious situation that every day in America, some woman, let me change that, every five to seven seconds in America, some woman is being beaten. As we are speaking today, some woman is in the midst of a domestic violence situation. When I visited with the Goshen police officers, they said on Friday and Saturday nights, 80% of their calls are domestics. 80% of their calls. Our local police force is spending the bulk of their Fridays and Saturday nights going out to people's homes trying to stop couples from fighting. Imagine what that takes away from our society and all of the other ways that we need protection. How can you help? I never come out and speak to anybody without a challenge to the people that I'm speaking to. If you think for one reason or any reason that you could come in here today and walk away unchanged, then that should never happen. That should never happen. All of you sitting here today should be saying to yourself, what is my role? If I am in a domestic violence situation, my role is to find someone to help. If I, re I got out of a domestic violence situation, my role is to tell others what happened so I can help others find their way out. If I am a man in this room, and I've never hit a woman, and I've never seen it in my home, and it is not my problem, your role today should be, when you leave this space, is how can I show other young men a positive way to interact with females? Because if you figured it out, if you've been blessed, then it is your responsibility to work with some young man who has never 
been given the blessing that you've been given. The majority of victims of domestic violence watched it as they, in their youth. Their parents, grandparents, aunts and uncles, somebody within their family were victims of domestic violence. The majority of abusers were either abused as children themselves or watched abuse in their home. It is hard to change a life pattern if I never see a positive way out. Your role and responsibility as young men and women who are to take the next role in our society as our leaders are to educate yourselves on the problems that are happening right around you and then stand up and fight against it. Domestic violence is not, of all the things I do, it's like not the one I like the most. I really don't. It's hard for me to sit with women and they tell me they want to get out of a domestic violence situation and two days later I go back to the shelter to find out that she went back home. It's hard for me to hear the stories of a young girl who father, when she was when she was being bad, according to him, would put her in a bathtub of gasoline and tell her this is what hell will be like if you keep defying me. It is hard dealing with those stories every day. But if I don't deal with them, and if I don't hear them, and I don't tell you that it is going on next door, then you won't be aware. Our children are hurting. Our young girls are hurting. Dating violence in, in our culture is bad. It is really bad. Young girls don't know what to do with their bodies and why. They don't own them anymore. Their bodies are used for the men that they so want to have. We need to help our young girls understand that their bodies are temples that their bodies are these beautiful, beautiful things that God created for his blessings. But we have a society that is telling them something so very different. And if you are sitting back and you are watching it happen, then you are part of the problem. And I'm sure all of you came here today, and that is not what I wanted to hear. <laughs> Goodness gracious, she's being mean to us. I want you to be aware that violence in America, as you already know, is not just on this big global scale. The big global scale of violence that you see and you fight against and you argue against every day is trickled down to every family and every community in the United States. Right now, we could probably walk over two blocks, if not one, and find a family right now who is struggling with domestic violence. That's how close it is to us. As a child, I grew up in a family of violence. My mother and my father fought all of the time until he left the home. It is a horrible, horrible thing for a child to live in a state of anxiety, never being able to come down, never knowing when the fight is going to erupt. And so you spend your whole entire time with all this anxiety built up inside you. 
that even now when people are joking and playing, it takes you a while to figure out if they're serious or not. It is difficult to be a young lady in high school and want a relationship and a healthy relationship so bad that you start to look over the very basic signs of trouble. And that's what happened. And what is happening, I would venture to say, right on this campus today. Many young women sitting amongst us right now because of what we want and what we believe a family and a relationship should be, we, we are willing to look over some of the very basic signs that danger is lurking. We get confused at jealousy and we think that's love. We get confused by over-attentiveness and we think that's love. We need to be aware of the signs. And we need to be aware that somebody next to me is struggling and how am I going to make myself available to that person? Goshen College is a wonderful place. Family Services has been blessed by Goshen College for a long time. We get some of the best volunteers out of Goshen College. You have this wonderful view of the world. <laughs> and I love that because most of you come to Family Services and I would venture to say very disillusioned by what you think. I love the fact that you have the spirit about you, that this could be a better place. And so I love to have Goshen College students come and help out at Family Services. I also like the fact that usually when you leave, you leave us with a better understanding of what the real world is like. It is not easy being a child to gr growing up in a home of violence. It's not easy. It carries you throughout the, throughout the rest of your life. It's not easy being a young teenage girl trying to find love and looking for it in all the wrong places. It is not easy being a woman who has to leave everything behind because she chose to left a domestic violence situation and now her and her children have to go to a shelter share one room, eat with people they know nothing about, and try to figure out in 30 to 45 days how they're going to turn their lives around. It's not easy. But each and every one of you here can be a help. First and foremost, you should be praying on a daily basis for the violence that is taking, occurring in our world, in our nation, in our community. The next thing that you can do is get involved. Ask how you can help. If it's one day a month, if it's one day a year, if it's the clothesline project, do something. Speak up. I challenge all young men to stand up. And when you see it in your community, when you hear young men talk in ways that are down degrading to women and to family, speak against it, and when you have an opportunity to help young men and young women who have grown up in very violent situations, that you will step in and you will walk against the grain and you will do your best to help these people out. If you are blessed to be here today and never have experienced domestic violence, then I call you 
to walk against the grain and intentionally seek out somebody, some situation in which you can help. I need for you to be uncomfortable because if you're uncomfortable, that means you are doing something about it. For all of you that are suffering or have suffered from domestic violence, please call our crisis hotline, call me directly at Family Services. If you need our help, reach out to us and we are here for you. To the people of this project who st stepped up and said domestic violence is something we need to pay attention to, I thank you. I thank you that you care. And I ask all of you to give them your support over the course of this week to be honest with yourselves and honest with one another about what this month stands for. I leave you with just a few thoughts about what domestic violence actually is and how it affects us all. Domestic violence is this horrible cycle that happens in our lives. And for people who are caught up in it, this cycle just keeps spinning and spinning and spinning. And if somebody doesn't step in, some of you with this wonderful life and nothing is happening, if you don't step in and bump into that world where somebody else's life is spinning out of control, you won't help to stop that. People who are caught up in the cycle of domestic violence need you to step in. They need you to bring them information. They need you to show them love. They need you to show them support. I ask you and I urge you to pay attention to what is going on around you, to get the facts and be willing to stand up when you see something is wrong. To all the young ladies and men who are victims of domestic violence, I say this to you. Come out of the darkness, seek the help. There are people who that love here that love and care for you and are willing to help you through. Make no mistake, there is somebody here right now who is struggling. I urge all of you to pray that that person and the people here on this campus will be able to find the light. I thank you for your time. Just to let you guys know, there are a lot more events that are going on this week surrounding Domestic Violence Awareness Week. Um, the Clothesline Project is up in Schrock Plaza through tomorrow, which is a project that raises awareness about violence against women. And Take Back the Night is taking place on Tuesday night. We're going to be meeting in NC 19 at 7 o'clock. Also, there was Body Fest last night, which was a huge success. On Wednesday, there's going to be all-campus women's self-defense workshop in Newcomer 17 at 7 o'clock. Um, Film Club is showing North Country at 7 p.m. at Ad 28, also on Wednesday. And Campus Worship Night is focusing on biblical expressions of lament in <laughs> Newcomer 19. So, yes, those are the events that we're kicking in. Thank you. Go in peace.